Welcome to the Tell Me Something Good show, where every week we share with you, well, something good. Because who knows, it just might change your life one week at a time. I'm Brett, and together with my co-host, Paolo, we want to help you see the bright side. Because there's always good in the world. You just have to know where to look. Yeah, so today we're discussing deep work. I'm in, I'm in a very uh, zen, zen yeah, you mode. you seem like very yeah. sedated. <laughs> no, I'm good. I had a uh, first latte in a while, so not, not one of my fasting days today. All right, bumpy start. A couple of technical difficulties, but we're back. We're working got through my, it. Got my radio voice on. You said you had, a, you had another joke. And you're trying to find my source. Yeah. Oh, it's Instagram. Yes. I'm going to go so through, I'm not gonna I'm gonna, yeah, we're just gonna go through all. all the people you follow now and find uh, it. I don't think I follow him, luckily. Are you him. ready? There's another clue. What do you say? Oh, no. All right, ready? I'm never ready for these jokes, but go ahead. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl going to the bathroom? Because uh, they're dead. They don't exist anymore? No. Because the pee is silent. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's pretty good. So good. I don't know how these jokes would go if you didn't laugh afterwards. Because that makes me laugh. Well, let's I just, can't not laugh because I find just take them a so second. entertaining. Do you, the, do you hear the birds yep. chirping? What a beautiful sound. What a lovely Calm and relaxing. Day. Yeah, it really is. It's good to be um, alive. Is it my tell me something good? It is. All right, so I'll have to send it to you so you can post in the Instagram story. I, I don't know if you Why saw... Why can't you post it? Because I haven't got access. You haven't given me access to the Instagram. What, don't you just have the password? No. I don't think so. Really? Yeah. No. We'll figure it out. Okay. Yeah. Fourth wall again. We love letting you in. Um, <laughs> so I posted a story yesterday. Um, it was this young girl who, she was like 18 months or two years old, who her and her mom were hit by a car. And she and her mom. Continue. <laughs> I love I mean, correcting your really. English. Listen, when you're from England, you can speak how you want because whatever comes out of my mouth is pure English. If that, if that makes you feel better. Not some bastardized Americanish. <laughs> um, anyway, so they were hit by a car, and the little girl was paralyzed on the I think it was the left side of her body. So it's just a really sweet kind of I think it was a reel that they made of her like coming back to life and actually overcoming the problems, and she, now she can walk again. And Amazing. they just did it. It was just like. The, the parents or the mother giving her love and like encouraging her to walk and they were hiking and mm. being outside and everything. It was just so beautiful to see. So that was a really heartwarming, motivating uh, little 30, 30 seconds to a minute of my life yesterday that nice little, little pick me up. Yeah. Sometimes those reels really, what yeah. are the ones that always get me? Like usually ones with kids and oh, overcoming. The they just every single time. Yeah. 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 I was having a conversation with someone the other day about, how like since becoming a father since it's been six years now um anything with kids on like a movie or something i get choked up now yeah. beforehand it never would have bothered me it's just something about i don't know what it is like the love you feel for your kids is just different but, yep it cracks you open um yeah and otherwise fast fasting still going good i realized this morning it's five weeks in my fifth week of doing it. i thought it was wow. only three but it's five weeks um because so i'm actually at my lowest weight this morning so and here's mm -hmm. an interesting so i weigh myself in the morning mm -hmm. After I pee, you don't want all that stuff in there because it literally weighs you down. And then right before I go to bed. So I keep track of both. 
And it's really interesting to see, like, over the day, you, you can gain two to five pounds. Yes. And, you know, I was on a good streak, you know, lower, 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 kind of plateaued a little bit, went up, crept up a little bit over the weekend. And I fast Friday and Saturday at the weekends, but it went up and then boom, big drop. Hmm. You know, it was like a, a four or five, uh, six pounds, actually, six pound drop in that. So like it goes to show you can use the scale as a way of tracking, but you shouldn't get hung up on the number because it can fluctuate a lot. And for women, it can actually fluctuate even more than that, depending on menstrual cycles and stuff. I'm very anti-scale. You know, I, I'm only using, yeah, I'm only using it just because it's an additional, you know, I can see in the mirror the changes and how I feel. But just having that, you know, quantifiable number is is helping me at least stay motivated. Mm-hmm. But again, understanding though that that number's not that relevant. It's just a way of and tracking. And it's a number. Yeah. And how do you know it was a pound of water versus a pound of fat and, you know, yeah. there's all this stuff. But it's a, it's a good way to track. Yeah. But again, you can get caught up on it. So, you know, the same reason I'm not that huge a proponent of it. But Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And now John's doing it, yeah. my husband. And he's week two. He's feeling really good. Yeah. He's he, His face is definitely, it might be allergies too. But there's <laughs> a lot of puffiness that's going down. Yeah. Uh, I think part of that's allergies. But um, yeah. Yeah. He's feeling great. Yeah. I, I don't think he does it quite as like strictly as you do, but. Um, well, I mean, whatever works. It. And, you know, that's a beautiful thing. Like I keep saying, whatever works for you. I'm not going to be in a camp that's uh, you know, one of those people that's in a camp and says it has to be this way. Otherwise, it's not the right way. Mm-hmm. You know, so anyway, let's uh, let's jump straight into it. I do wonder how many of our listeners actually read the book. I know we had a few. Yes. Yeah, so I've been talking to um, one of my friends who, well, this is actually something I'll say quickly. She's having struggling with time to read. and Me too. I think right now it could it can be hard to read for a lot of reasons. So I think the first thing to do is just like never beat yourself up for not yeah. reading. Well, the funny thing is, is actually you should though because book. you propose this and yeah, well, yeah, you're the, different. The, well, that was partly why I proposed it to force me to actually spend time. But reading. But it didn't work. It did. For the uh, listen, I like I like pushing the boundaries of time. Um, <laughs> I know somebody else. It's the same, same with music. Like it was always the same with music. I needed a deadline. Like. If give me two weeks, I'll get it done the night before. Um, but it's actually, you know, when I'm reading the book, I'm like, this is so funny. This is exactly why I, <clears throat> what I need to do to read. You know, like mm-hmm. I need, to me, reading is deep work. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't and know, a book do- like this, a book like this is not, you know, it's, it's not like reading a romance novel. No, you know? yeah, it's, like, a little, it's a little heady. Yeah. Um, but I think it's okay, you know, if you can't find time. But another thing I will just say is that like, Reading doesn't have to be about like sitting down for five hours at a stretch. Like that's how a lot of times I get it done. So this book in particular, I just forced myself to read 10 pages a day. And that's how I did it. A question real quick. Why have you folded the page on the bottom and the top? Because this this page has a quote that I wanted to share. And I folded so many pages in this book that I had to do a double so that I could see. So I couldn't, um, I couldn't. Well, I, did, I could have, but I didn't buy it. I, got, I couldn't do the pages because I got it from the library. But um, interestingly, there wasn't an audible version of this. And I don't know if that was because... Really? Yeah, I don't know. I was going to do both, try and get through it quicker. But I don't know if that was partly his... Because hmm. I was like, maybe it's because audiobook doesn't work with deep work. But they hire people to read it. No, but not even that. But like, maybe he doesn't... Came out in 2016. Maybe he doesn't believe in it. 
right? Could because be. like audio books oh, are kind of shallow I work. See. You know I what I'm wonder. saying? Like you do it while you're doing something else. Yes, which is why I, I have a lot of trouble listening to audiobooks because yeah. I'm like, wait, what did I just Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, um, um, so I yeah, guess it could be. Why don't, why don't you give me right. your opinion on it before we dive into it? You give me your opinion, I'll give you my opinion and then we'll kind of go over what we each picked up from it and some of the more interesting tidbits. Okay. So I wrote down some of my thoughts. Um... The thing that I got the most, I thought so much, I mean, you can, like, if you could see my book, literally, you know, so many pages are folded. So there was so much in there that I thought was really valuable. Um, But what really resonated with me was this idea that busyness is not productivity. Mm -hmm. And there's so much that our culture now, because of social media and the internet, we've gotten to this place where people think that busyness and distraction means you're being productive. Yeah. And I want to actually like going forward, like really focus my work on this. Um, It's just such a big one. And the author, Cal Newport, you know, his solution to this is deep work. It's not, I wish it was a solution that's like super simple. I think that's what's, you know, whenever I read these kind of, personal development books just like this is why it's you know a huge yeah. business I, I always kind of just want somebody to like give me a quick answer yeah and what I, I guess I appreciate this that about the book is that he gives you steps yeah for how to do deep work but it, none of them are like oh it's so easy well yeah and the thing also um, um we, we were both saying like it was a little bit repetitive Right. But I think there is a reason for that because sometimes it does take that one sentence that was said three or four chapters before that it was just said a different way. I was like, oh, okay, I get get what that's about now. Yeah. Um, But I I need to interrupt. And we can, I mean, I think maybe what we should do after we both give our thoughts, we can talk about what it was that he said, how you can achieve this state of deep work. Yeah, I, I have some notes on that, yeah. His hypothesis is that deep work equals happiness. Yeah. And when you're in a flow state, you're ha- you're happier. You just are. Yeah. Um, which I completely agree with. And also, you know, he got, he had a big piece on social media, um, which I thought was really, you know, that really resonated. I was listening to something the other day, um, somebody who went off of Instagram, and she was talking about how, um, not on Instagram, on YouTube, but she's talking about how, um, for her Instagram, she would post things to kind of like make herself feel like she was being productive, even though it wasn't productivity. Yeah. And there's so many things like that that take us out of this state of flow and deep work that we think are productivity, you yeah. know, are productive but aren't. Um, I also thought it was really fascinating some of the examples that he gave of a lot of them were like professors because that's what he is. Yeah, that. Yeah. Um, and I think it is fascinating how much more he was able to get done mm. um, with just some, un- you know, he, it's not like brain science. He just had, what was he saying? Like four to five, when he really is in crunch mode, like has to do a paper. It's like four or five hours a day, right? He, <clears throat> hangs, a, he hangs a sign on his door and he like yeah. basically cancels all office hours, removes all distractions. But he's able to get so much more done than his colleagues because mm-hmm. he's not trying to do 10,000 things at once. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fascinating. 
And yeah, I mean, I think overall, I really enjoyed it. And I think it's a really good reminder that multitasking just doesn't work. Um, multitasking doesn't work and actually is like damaging to the brain, um, which I've certainly seen myself. Like I know in college, I was able to focus so deeply and I've lost mm. so much of that over the yeah. years. Part of that's also having kids. Like, I think, I think when you have kids, what frustrates me a lot is like you're, you can never be you know, constantly distracted. When you're with them, you're constantly distracted. Yeah. That's just the way it is. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I thought it was great. It held me generally. Um, I'd say toward the end, I got a little. Yeah. There's like message received. I don't have as many pages folded no, up yet. I can see. <laughs> But yeah, so I mean, for me, did I learn anything? No. Was it refreshing? Yes. Were there things that I was reminded of? Absolutely. Um, but I will say I've always kind of been this way inclined intuitively. I realized at 17, 18, studying for the A-levels in England, which is like the last thing you do, national exams. I realized I just wasn't learning any. I like, <clears throat> I plan out all my hours through the day, trying to study for eight hours. And I get to the end of the day, I was like, what the fuck did I even listen? Like, what was I even reading earlier? And I realized I'm just going to study for one hour a day. Mm-hmm. That was it. One hour a day. But focused. Just, yeah, one hour a day. When I woke up, before I even got out of bed, I just studied in bed. Mm-hmm. I got straight A's. Yeah. And before that, I didn't. Like in, in my, in the, um, I do like mock exams halfway through the year. So to me, like that's, I kind of learned early in my, in my youth, um, like half my life ago, that that's how I learn at least. Yeah. So, you know, intuitively, I kind of always subscribe to the deep work. Um, you know, like, I, th- I think this was a little, the book was kind of more geared to like creatives, people who, who need to produce something at the end of their deep work. Yes. You know, yeah, I mean, I he does address that in the book too. Um, but like some of us, ha- you know, have to do things where we are kind of multitasking, where there are, you know, I have to check this email for this particular bit of information so that I can then complete this task. Um, so I think, again, he, he addresses that too. So I, it's, I think if you, if you take deep work to be like, I have to focus for a certain amount of time on one task, I'm not sure it works for everybody, but the idea of like having a focused set of time to complete many tasks can it can also apply to that too. Because um, there are instances of like I have to ask this person a question so I can complete this. It's like, but it is. We've all been there. It's like when you're in the middle of that flow of like just getting shit done, like question you don't it doesn't distract you to the point where you've asked a question and then you're hanging out on social media to, before you get the answer. Like. Um, but yeah, it was, it was good overall. Um, I think it would be helpful for a lot of people, a lot of creatives. Now, like one of the things he talks about was the, like the grand gestures of like, how, you know, one of the grand gestures to be able to put yourself in a deep work mentality is to like take a week, like block off a week, like Bill Gates used to block off a week. Think week, yes. Yeah, yeah which now, I think is really interesting. Yeah, but here's my counterpoint to that. Um, I did that for music a, a long time ago. I booked studio sessions. Um, I ended up having a bad cold for that, that period. But like, 
I just didn't feel creative in that time. Mm. So it's kind of like, you can't force creativity. Yeah. So there is that too. Like no matter how distracted or not distracted you are, you can't force creativity. So sometimes it's knowing that you've got to just step away and maybe do some shallow work to, to get yourself back into that mentality. So, um, but again, it's like, I don't think he wrote the book. Oftentimes with these self-help books, people think that they've written out this blueprint on how to be productive and how to improve yourself. But it's like, they're not expecting you to follow it word for word. Like it's how it applies to you. Yes. And taking bits and pieces from it. Yeah. Um, but I think there were a ton of nuggets in there, especially, and especially for people who do struggle with getting themselves in those mind, mindsets. You know? I think it's the kind of book too that you can go back to. Yeah. Like, I don't think I'll read the whole thing cover to cover, but that's why I fold these pages because yeah. I think I will like just dip back into it. Yeah. And to me, those are the best kind of personal development books. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, do you want to go through some of the things you wrote down on it? So <clears throat> how to work deeply. Um, and this, I will tell you, I got this from like an online summary because okay. I didn't want to have to like reread the whole book. Um, so one of the, there's four rules. The first rule is, um, or I'm sorry, basically what he's talking about is how to achieve like a flow state and how to have happiness. So there's four rules to that. The first rule is work deeply, obviously. So, um, there's three ways or four ways to get there. The first one's monastic, which mm-hmm. is isolation. So that would be like Thoreau when he went and lived in a shack yeah. in the woods, or I don't know, maybe it was a cabin Yeah, in the woods for like, what, however many years. So just completely isolating yourself for yeah. a period of time. Not the most practical, but it is a way. Yeah, I actually have seen writers who... Um, will just like book themselves into a hotel yeah. to finish a book. A lot of musicians do that. Yeah. We'll go off and book a house somewhere. And... Right. Our house. Yeah. Um, the other is called bimodal, mm-hmm. which is kind of that isolation model, but just taking one to two days to finish something or create something. Then there's rhythmic, which I think would apply to most people, which is you schedule it. Yeah. So you schedule out your day. If you're going to be checking email, you schedule email for like 9 to 10 a.m. And then you schedule your deep work period for 10 to yeah. 1 or whatever and remove all distractions. And that's all you're doing. You're not checking email. You're not answering your phone. You're just yeah. doing that. Um, and then there's journalistic, which is um, kind of planning what it's going to be and how long. I think that's you know, almost more like if you were writing an article or something. Yeah. Um, I think the rhythmic is the one that I resonated with the most. Um, as much as I would love to be able to, you know, rent a house by myself for yeah. <laughs> two weeks. But I think the rhythmic definitely allows you to kind of incorporate like what I was saying, like when it feels right for you, do it. And I, th- I think what rather than necessarily scheduling time to do your deep work it's almost like let me schedule my shallow work so therefore when i you know it will it will get all the 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 small tasks i need to get done done and then i can then hopefully i'll be in the mindset to do my deep work yes that's the kind of way i would have approached it like when it feels right i'm going to dive into this and i do that a lot i i off put even with reading the book right i wait until i actually <laughs> felt 
ready to read. Yeah. You've got to wait for that right time. Um, Whereas I didn't, but I, so I did the scheduling. Yeah. So I said, I'm going to read 10 pages every day. And I did it same time every day. The second I got back from drop off, I forced myself to sit down and just do it. Yeah. Um, and we both got it done yeah. in different ways. I think with something like the rhythmic, especially, you know, what I mentioned last episode that I've got a work phone now that has all my emails for everything, the gym, real estate, everything on, on one phone. So when it's the weekend or when it's the evenings, I'm not even thinking about work. That phone is in a, on the desk somewhere. Doesn't come, you know, doesn't, you know, I, I'm just completely shut off mm-hmm. and it's, it's been life changing. So I definitely encourage people to, to do stuff like that or shut off notifications from this time to that time so you're not disturbed. Um, yeah, or put your phone in a box. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's kind of like just giving yourself the space to to be productive and it, so much of it is just your mental space Yeah, and where you're at. Yeah. So, um, and I want to just, I'm going to just read the definitions of deep work and shallow yeah. work because folks may not know exactly yep. what we're talking about. So deep work would be, this is, Uh, Cal Newport's definition. I'm just reading it now. Professional activities performed in a state of distraction-free concentration that push your cognitive capabilities to their limit. These efforts include new value. Sorry, these efforts create new value, improve your skill, and are hard to replicate. And so then shallow work would be non-cognitively demanding, logistical-style tasks often performed while distracted. These efforts tend to not create much new value in the world and are easy to replicate. So that's what we're talking about. We're talking about yeah. Now I did. I did take a little bit of an issue with that. <clears throat> um, shallow work can be a lot of value. How? Because, that, well, well, so say, say, um, there's a, a twenty thousand dollar contract that's going to be signed with a new customer, and all that's required is a few administrative tasks or a reply to an email or a quick Slack message that, you know, a conversation that needs to be had. So it's not that much cognitive, but the actual value of it could be huge. But I think, I think what he's saying is like, do you need to do that? Could you get an assistant to do that? Right. But who do you know? We'll have assistants. That's the, the rub of it. Like I, that's, that was my thing is I, it's, I think within deep work, there can be shallow work. So I, it's almost, I think it is. Or you just schedule that. Like yeah. you schedule the yeah. sign, signing and whatever yeah. for the morning you and can then do that. go into but, your. Yeah. I, I, I didn't like the description of the value as, the aspect of it. I think it's more, oh, it should be more defined by like your focus and concentration and because productivity can be like, I've, I, this is why I did like was oh. his, um, he had that formula of, um, High quality work produced equals time spent times intensity of focus. Yes. So yeah. I could do a 30 second task, but the intensity of that task is huge. Yes. Right. Yeah. And that is the quality of the work produced. So yes. that I really liked. I thought that was great because that gets people out of the mindset of, like you said, being busy and busybody doesn't necessarily make you productive. Yeah. It's the intensity of that task or that focus needed for the task. I think it's interesting too because he says the ability to perform deep work is becoming increasingly rare at exactly the same time it's becoming increasingly valuable in our economy. Yeah. As a consequence, the few who cultivate this skill and then make it the core of their working life will thrive. Yeah. Which I've seen over and over yeah. and over. I mean, so here's an example with, with music. Um, and me and my 
me and my partner at the time worked really well with it. It was like I couldn't I couldn't write a song, I couldn't do my music parts with anyone else in the room. Mm. So he would either leave the room, like at the time his daughter was just before she was in school, so he'd go and look after her. Or hey, it's springtime, we've got the, the <laughs> Sorry, of course, out. the one time. This is like when we started though. This is what this is how it used to be. But um so like I would always want to be by myself or I'd be like, Alright, I'm gonna go and finish that at home. And take it home and I'd finish it, come back the next day and all these parts are there. So that you know, that's just getting myself in the in the right space of mind to 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 produce. Yeah. You know? So you know, what was interesting too is he kinda he kept contradicting deep work with how a lot of these new Silicon Valley companies are where they have these open offices and Yeah, I mean I think I think time is not going to look back fondly on the open workspaces. No. I well, just don't think now, that I think works. remote work is actually, I think, more productive in a lot of places yeah. because you are just there by yourself. You can shut off those notifications. No one's going to be knocking on your door or walking up to your desk and say, hey, buddy. John is so much more productive yeah. at home. I mean, it's wild. Yeah. Like, I can't even believe they want him back in the office. You know, yeah. especially for somebody like him who's so social, you know, like when he's at the office, it's not like time to be heads down. It's like party time. Yeah. And you, <laughs> you, know? you always get the one person who just can't read the room. Like you're trying to yeah. work. Yes. And they keep starting conversations and you're know, just like, <laughs> not even going to look and respond. I'm just going to keep looking at my screen and, resp- and, and work when I talk and they don't get it. Nope. You always get that one person. So yes. yeah, that was, that was interesting too. But yeah. Um, yeah, definitely interesting how the the new way of working is almost you feel like it's almost going to crash and burn. Yeah. In some respects. Yeah. Um, what else? So I then, have, okay, so let's go into another rule for how to get into like a flow state or a state where you can do deep work. Embracing boredom, which is I I love that one. I think that yeah, that's just such a big subject, but. You know, I, I see this with kids over and over is that kids these days just have, there's a lot to be said for, <laughs> this is my third time saying this. Yeah, we I keep having like technical idiot. difficulties today. But yeah. You were saying, yeah, kids don't have a threshold for boredom anymore. That's but it's right. the same. it's the same with adults. I think about when you're left alone at a dinner table at a restaurant. What's the yeah. first thing you do? Oh, my phone. Yeah. Well, I'm going to sit there like some sort of monster. Well, that's what we used to do. Staring into space. That's what we used to yeah, do. Yeah, I know, I know. You know, so... Um, but I, I think a lot of it's just behavior too. It's changing our behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, there were a few tips in there on how to to kind of do that. A lot of it, a lot of it has to do with social media. Yeah. Um, and resisting that urge to keep looking. Yeah, which is hard. I mean, it's so addictive by yeah. design. So. But honestly, like, there's no there. There is. I mean, there is a lot of better feelings in this. Um, but it's a great feeling when you've been so busy in a good way. You've been so. I should, shouldn't say busy. You've been so productive. Mm-hmm that hours go by without you realizing. That's flow, yeah. And then you're like, oh, oh my God, I haven't been on Twitter for like six hours. Yeah. What have I missed? Yep. Um, it's a great feeling. It is a great feeling. So yeah, so I, I just, a lot of this was really just to me, what I got from it was making sure you're putting yourself in the right mindset. Like it's not going to tell you how to do deep work because deep work could be applied to anything. You yeah. Know, it could be an athlete who's putting an hour of, intense workout in because that's going to better their job or better their life Mm -hmm. it's really getting yourself in um 
into that mindset. And I think to me that that equation I read out was really what my biggest take home from it was was and what I would um encourage other people to 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 really keep in mind is it the 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 intensity and the time are both part of the equation. So just like you said, just because you're doing something for three hours, if you're not if it's not that intense in terms of focus. Right. You could do it in, th- I mean, it's the same with like cardio. You can do cardio for 10 minutes and get more out of it than mm-hmm. for an hour. Mm-hmm. So it's just that same mentality. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see in my notes what else is going on here. Yeah, like I did, <laughs> I did yesterday for Peloton, I did a Tabata ride. Oh my God. Why is Tabata so hard? I had sweat like pouring off of me, but it was only 30 minutes. But like the intensity of my effort was like off the charts. Yeah. And so I think I got more out of that workout than if I had just been like, yeah. you know, slacking off for an exactly. hour, even two hours. Um, and again, so, you know, he suggested to schedule in advance when you'll use the internet and then avoid it altogether outside those times. So again, it's not necessarily yeah. it's putting yourself in the position to be able to do deep work. That's a great, great tip. Um, it is a great and, tip. And yeah, it's kind of the op- op- what I'm doing with my, my work phone. Like when I'm on, I'm on. When I'm off, I'm off. Yeah. I think we've we've allowed ourselves to blur the lines too much to the point where we're just not productive at all. Even though we we think we're working for 14 hours. Yes. Most but of you're the day has been sat looking at the screen, looking at this and that, 100%. car reviews, or you know whatever you look at. Yeah. Um. Now there was a little. I thought it was a, a good little hack was you can blacklist certain domains on your computer. Stuff like Twitter, Facebook, oh, yeah, Netflix. That's right. Um, but it's in the self-control app. Is that a default? Or you have to? I think you have to download. Probably it. download. Yeah. Um, but if you're going on Twitter.com and not using your phone, I question whether you should actually be on Twitter anyway. Because why would you go on Twitter.com? Yeah. Um, who does that? But you, the same thing though. You can with screen time on the phone. We talked about it with screen time on your phone. You can block apps after a certain amount of time. I know on Android, you can actually lock the app itself rather than putting timers on it. So you can like set productive mode and all those mm-hmm. apps disappear or get hidden or whatever the the thing is. So I think mm-hmm. that little hacks like that are great. Yep. Um, adding the pressure of time. So you put time limits on yourself. So um, I love doing it. That's yeah. like, I love doing it. That helps me so much. So I say that like, um, well, I, <laughs> this is so like dumb but cleaning the house or something i'll say okay you have 15 minutes to like get things cleaned up and so i like zoom around the house it's kind of like a game like can i do it but then it saves me from spending like you know 30 minutes yeah because what's going to happen you're going to start i'm going to go on my phone and and i'm going to oh a little notification yeah i'm going to be like i'm bored i'm going to look at my phone (laughs) so that's actually yeah i i tend to clean up right before i have to leave the house because then you know you have to get it all done before you go yeah Uh, especially if andrew's coming home because that house has got to be spotless (laughs) um but yeah so he's he's saying like if if something would normally take three hours set yourself an hour and a half yeah. Um, yeah. Because then you have the pressure of actually getting it done, so you that. force yourself to think more. Yes. Now, again, I don't think that works. Being creative, I think creative, you have to give yourself the space. So it's kind of you doing the other stuff, scheduling time for your email, scheduling your business things, scheduling 
phone calls or whatever you, you need to do around your creativeness so you have when it's time to be creative you're ready for it yeah um even though writers they say and like my dad says this too the way you know everyone's always like how do you like how do I learn how to start writing and how, how do I become a successful writer and it's the number one rule is write yeah so you sit down at that desk yeah. every day whether you are sick whether you're hungry, whether you're tired, whether you're happy, you do it every single day, yeah. whether you're inspired or not, because you the muscle memory, you know, and you just start writing yeah. whatever it is and and drop the perfection. Yeah, say, it was the same when I was doing music full time. Like I'd start around 10 and then I'd be there for 10 to 12 hours just making music. I'd take a break and go to the gym. And sometimes I'd have to just take a break and I'd watch two or three episodes of a show I was watching. Um, but it, exactly that, just write create just do it yeah um but keep in your mind that you're not necessarily going to do your best work and, so, and especially right. especially with music and it's probably the same with, with writing like you'll write a really shit chapter yeah they the call story, it the shitty first draft yeah the story goes off in a direction you don't want it to go it's like yep. with music you often have to write three or four crap songs before the good song comes along and you might take a few bits of ideas from all of them to create that one but it's, it's knowing the process of that and knowing how you work that I mm -hmm. think. Um, so, but again, is, are those, is that shitty first draft shallow work? No. Or, or is no, it No, I think work? it's deep work. Right. Yeah, because you, you produce something. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. you're going to have to do it again, but... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I'm a big... Shallow work would probably be responding to emails from your book agent yeah yeah exactly exactly and I, i'm a big fan of short meetings i hate it i hate more than an hour scheduled meeting because i just know you're going to fill it with talking about mm -hmm. bullshit i would prefer the meeting ran long because that means you're being productive yeah whereas if you know you only have a half hour you're going to bang through all the stuff quickly yeah i've been in too many meetings i'm just like all right time to go there's some maybe it was apple I keep. Th I think it might be a company, a CEO that's like active right now. Some very very famous CEO. Um, I think it's something like he doesn't allow employee meetings have to be. Maybe it's Elon Musk. I don't know. Meetings can only be like ten minutes. That's Gary V. Maybe. And you can't sit. Nobody can sit down. Huh. Okay, and you walk mine. in, and there's like three rules. You have to start by saying exactly what you want to talk about. And, you know, yeah. he just has these very strict rules and it's literally can't be more than 10 minutes, yeah. but which I think it. is great. And so, that's deep work there. That's yeah. quality. So then maybe what you do is you say, all right, when you come in, spend an hour in the canteen with everybody. Yeah. Get yourself ready for work. And when it comes time, start, you know, schedule your meetings. So you're first meeting for 10. So you have to be in the room. You've already done the chit chats and you go in, bang through the questions or the talking points, create some action items and go on your way. Yeah. I mean, that's how you do it in a, in a, a company setting. And, you know, I was talking to a CEO of a company the other day that, you know, he was saying, you're not going to, you're not going to see me in the office until 10 because I need that time beforehand just to get my mind right. Yeah. I'm, which is I'm going to be talking all day. So I need to get my mind right before that. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah. I mean, that's, that's why, like I said, I didn't really learn anything from this book because intuitively that's kind of how I work. But there were a lot, you know, oftentimes almost like with business, like I, there was some stuff I intuitively knew, but I didn't know. I had no knowledge of business. So I, that's why I went to school to start learning stuff mm -hmm. and learning the, the terminology. So that's where I think this book was really useful. Yeah. Um, I was actually just thinking of one example of this. Um, 
I was just listening to a podcast. Liquid IV, uh-huh. the founder, was being interviewed, and he just sold the company a couple months ago to Unilever huh. for undisclosed sum, but we can assume yeah. it's tens of millions of yeah. dollars. And he was saying that, so it took him 10 years to go from founding Liquid IV to the sale. And he said that like, basically in the, you know, in the span of six months, his life, life has completely changed because he focused singularly on growing that company for the yeah. past 10 years. He didn't date. He did not see family. He did not see friends. He did not go to the gym. He did not move to a new apartment. He stayed in his like 500 square foot apartment. This is a very extreme example and his health suffered as a result. But like that's that's kind of a form of deep work. Like yeah. he was extremely, extremely focused and that, you know, a lot of times entrepreneurs that start these hugely successful companies, that's kind yeah. of what it takes. But I think the counter to that point would be if he had been less focused and had scheduled more time for the shallow work or even just time for looking after himself or having a social life, having a dating life. And now he's going to have, you know, now he's like, yeah, but could, if he, could he have accelerated the process of being where he is now sooner? If was he, would he have been more productive in the, the six to 10 hours? I mean, that's something I love about what Gary V keeps saying is like, people get this impression that hustling, you have to hustle 24 seven. Right, and Whereas, I'm so, I'm so anti hustle yeah. culture. Yeah, but it's he's like it's not it's not about how much time or you know it's not about how much time you don't sleep. Like sleep your yes, eight to nine agreed. hours. It's what you're doing while you're awake. Yeah, and the point is like if you're happy, just work seven or eight hours a, a day. That's fine. Yeah. If you're not happy, maybe you can hack, and this is where you're going to work. That's hustling. Is it to me hustling is just being productive with the most amount of time that you have. Or, excuse me, hustling is working hard being productive in the most efficient way like if i can get something done in an hour versus you doing it in two who's the winner there yeah you know so that's that's why i I don't really you know subscribe to these people who i work 78 hours a week but what are you doing with that time how much of that time is just bullshitting on the phone with someone yeah i mean i think this guy would say that he he wouldn't recommend that to anyone yeah. and he probably wouldn't wouldn't do it that way again because he kind of lost 10 years of his yeah. life. That's why I I, um, I love But he loved he lo- you know he had he had a real he had a purpose and a mission that he felt so aligned with yeah. and he did have a passion for it like he was doing that by choice, you know. Yeah. Um and I think there's something to be said for that. Like he's lucky that he had something yeah, that he loved definitely. so much. I I kind of I love hearing stories from entrepreneurs who are on their like second or third business because they've learned the mistake of doing that of yeah. working themselves to the bone and getting burned out. Um, the only the flip side of that is sometimes they lose perspective of what it's like to not be able to hire an assistant to take care of stuff or to not have have the means of like just catching a flight to somewhere. Yeah, like it's not that easy all the time. But for the most part, like when you listen to people who've been through the journey once already, they'll always tell you the mistakes they made. Yeah. And and that's what they, you know, the culture they 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 created their companies is made to avoid that. Yes. Uh, so. Yeah. Yeah. This guy is starting another, you know, because now he has so much money that he's become kind yeah. of like an investor. Mm-hmm. But he's also apparently starting something else. So it'll be really interesting to see how he if he continues to lead this yeah. like more chill lifestyle 
while he does it. I hope so. Yeah, I hope so for his sake. Um, all right, we're getting a little long in the tooth there. What's uh, all right? I think that's it. That's it. Yeah, that's all you got. Yep, I think so too. Definitely recommend the book if you didn't listen already. Yes. Um, just looking through my notes, making sure I didn't miss anything. Oh yeah, the story talks about the high school workers, the superstars, and the owners. Um, to me, I feel like you could be all three of those. Yeah. You know. And I that's like- from his first book, right? Or no, I'm thinking of something totally different. Never yeah, mind, scratch no, that, was, that. That was in there. Um, yeah, I don't like really putting labels on people like that because I think really you can you can do all three. You know, like the owner should be able to do all the tasks of not necessarily all of them, but like should be professional, have knowledge of stuff, mm-hmm. and have been through the the process already themselves. Um, otherwise, they don't know what expectations to put on people. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, I hope you guys picked up some tips from this and and. If you haven't read it, definitely go and check it out. And stay tuned for our next one, right? Yes. What do we have a book? Do you want to? We don't have it? a book. I have some ideas, so okay. we should um, talk that through. Okay. And then. Or if you um, guys have any suggestions, DM us. Text yes. us if you, if you have our numbers. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Bye for now. Bye for now. Toodles. Ta ta for now. <laughs>